Okay, hey, welcome back. Sort of. Well, uh, well, I want to apologize to all the female viewers uh, of our show. I'm not wearing a tank top today. Oh. And, and for that, I apologize, ladies. I know that this is your time to enjoy, uh, but, but I, uh, it's a little cold. It's a cold front came through. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, it is, it has been crazy. We have. I was gonna say, can the camera see our <laughs> our house? Like it is well, so messy now that there's a newborn in the house. There's a million things to talk about. <laughs> a million, because we we took <laughs> um, two weeks off, and then also, you know, I used to say all the time, like you cannot argue with a pregnant woman. Uh huh. She always has the upper hand. Okay. Well, what I'm learning is you also can't argue with a new mom. So there, like, it's not just nine months of I'm pregnant, give me what I want. You thought it was coming to an end and it has I thought it was finally coming to an end. <laughs> and Renee's like, I'm breastfeeding. And so we, I mean, we, gotta, we gotta talk about that. Oh, as I'm like sitting here shaking. Um, and, and a lot of you are like, oh my God, Renee looks extra beautiful today. And you do. Um, <laughs> I, I got my makeup did. Well, we did, we did, we also did family pictures yeah. today. Um, and Renee, I wake up in the morning and Renee's got a, uh, what do you call it? A makeup artist. Mighty Soul's in the house with her lights I'm and like, her kit. I'm like, oh my God, must be nice. Must. I well, wish. No, yesterday you were like, if you want, you can go get a manicure pedicure. And I was like, no, I can't go leave and get a manicure pedicure. Like, you don't know how to make bottles. You don't know how to mix the formula. You don't know uh, how to change. You don't change the diapers. Like, I can't leave. Someone has to come to the oh, house. Oh, again, so again, like, again. What? I have to clear the air again on this podcast. You don't know how to change box. I don't. I don't feed the baby. I don't know how to do bottles. I had to explain to you how to boil the water. How you many have to ounces explain that she's to me. supposed to you, have? You chose to explain that to me because you think I'm dumb. Guess what's on the, the Guess what's on the formula? Directions. <laughs> and I happen to be able to read. So again, you get on this podcast and you start going, "My man, child," and he doesn't do shit. And I had to. No, no, no. You have not changed a diaper yet. I do not. I'm not going We're to. We're two weeks in, y'all. I'm not going to. You're uh, not going to change no, a diaper? No, I am Never uh, going to change a diaper? If I have to, I will. So then how am I supposed to go any place? But it makes me extremely uncomfortable because she's a little girl. I was going to say, you change diapers with Garrett all the time. Yeah, but I have what he has. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think men uh-huh i don't know it's just weird it's You're just a different me that you don't think dad should change their daughter's diapers i'm not saying are you that. saying that i'm, I'm not sa- I'm saying Did he i'm just sa- say that? no i said me i i i would like you to do it that's a bold statement steve Trubin. because you know talking to pat talking to kyle Oh, and now you're throwing your friends the, under no, the no, bus no. <laughs> all the girl dads they're like dude it is super uncomfortable yeah it's super uncomfortable. It and wasn't weird for me to do that to Garrett, and I don't have his part. It's different. How is it different? You're a mommy. It's different. You're a daddy. I know, and, and I will change her if I have to. But when Kyle's like, dude, you got to get poop <laughs> out of her. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I know it's my child, but that is uncomfortable. So I just... For now, if you're around, I'll do everything else. Have I not been doing everything else? You've been helping quite a lot. I'm not saying that. I'm okay. just saying so, that I can't leave if I know I'm going to come home and the poor things. I had a plan. I had a diaper. plan for this podcast. And now <laughs> okay. everything. I'll follow your lead. Well, because no, I, I, I kind of want to start from where we left off. We Before left, we, we, last episode, we talked about going to the hospital to have the baby. We, we left off with, um, we played a game with your parents mm-hmm. and we were talking about, okay, the baby's coming and yes. we're going to go in and be induced. So that's where we left off our friends uh, here on the podcast. So yes. I would like to kind of talk about our experience this time having a baby uh, versus Garrett. Yeah. Um, I definitely was not as um, 
I don't know. With 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 well, it, because it was planned. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you know with Garrett. It was it's happening. Like right. you know, leave Vegas, come home. It's like and you're, <laughs> you know, you're you're in the house. Like like you were having contractions, uh-huh. and it was like my oh, water crap. already like, broken. We were moving, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I don't want to go to the hospital yet. Get me some Fiji water, dude. I stop at a convenience store. Coconut water. Coconut, coconut water. water. I stop at a convenience store while she's in the car, like, <gasps> and I'm like, what are we doing right now, right? So it, it definitely felt panicky. Yes. Right. And then it was the middle of the night. It was three in the morning, or yeah, about two three, in the morning. Two, yeah. two three yeah. in the morning, and it was like go time, and they're strapping things to you, and it was like. It was crazy. And yeah. then I was exhausted. You know, I mean, it was. This uh, time I'm in a hospital robe and you're sleeping on the couch. He's like totally passed out. I have a picture of you passed out on the couch in the delivery room. Yes, I did pass out on the couch. Well, because they, they go, okay, be here at 5 a.m. Yeah. They so had us get there early and we didn't start we, we, till. We, we got there early. And, seven? and because of COVID, they did the, you know. Um, Up the nose test. Yes, they did the test and, and got us all situated. And. Our nurse, have you sent her her gift yet? Uh, no, not yet. She's got some coming. Oh, you already ordered it, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. So we had a, a wonderful, wonderful nurse. Yeah, she was great. And I, I don't know. Miss Kimber. Yeah. Kimber was fantastic, and, and we I went out, and, and I bought pizzas for the everybody, and we brought gifts and and treats for the whole floor, but it was so quiet. Like, it was very quiet in the hospital. You know, and I, and I think because it, it, it's it's Texas and our last baby we had in Burbank, um, California. Oh, every and, room and then, is full and packed. You know, here we are in this brand new um, hospital in New Braunfels, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, everybody was fantastic except the people that have to bill you. Um, it's unbelievable, bro. It's, un- <laughs> it's unreal how they're like, hey, are we gonna settle this? And we just had a baby and they're like, hey, can we get this uh, settled up here? Um, so we went in and then you you progressed really fast. I did this time, yeah. Which is weird, because with Garrett, I like stalled out. Yeah, Kimber came out and was like. Okay. And then she was like, oh my gosh, you're like a whatever. <laughs> and then I, I, the, I will say that that, that hour where the baby was coming, I probably have never had anxiety. Like I was like freaking out. You mean after the epidural or before the epidural? After. After the epidural. Oh, by the way, it's so only one of your legs. Oh, the epidural only took on half of my body. <laughs> <laughs> and I jumped from like six centimeters to nine centimeters. And, and they're like, like, you don't feel it on like, the other side? I'm like, She's like, I don't feel it on this side, but this side. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what's happening, dude? And she was like, I don't know. And then the doctor no. came in and she's like. And then like, he's like, I, we can pull out the needle out of your back, but then there's a chance that none of it will work at all. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't think I want that. Yeah, let's, just, let's stay with half. We're, we're halfway there. Um, I, I just, you know, and, and I, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe we're, we're beating a dead horse here, but like it, I was just, this pregnancy was so stressful. And I, I just wanted my baby out and safe. It was, it was. And, and, and I just, I was having this like, get her out, get her out. Like, give me my baby. And, and I want to hear her cry and I want to hear her healthy. And you know what I mean? And there yeah. was just kind of that. And at one point, you know, the doctor's like, uh, Mr. Trevino, if you need to sit down, <laughs> you can sit down because I was so stressed about it. And you weren't, you were. No, I mean, I trusted my doctor. I felt like Kimber was a great nurse the whole time. I felt, I felt very comfortable and I trusted them and I didn't feel like we were being, I think with Garrett's birth, I felt like we were being pushed into things that I didn't necessarily want or a timeline that I didn't want. And I I, I I felt like like everyone was on the same page. Yeah, but I I was just like, can we, let's get her out. Yeah. Let's just get her out. I don't want anything to happen. You know, but I was so happy and relieved once she came out. And, I, and they were like, are you gonna be okay to cut the umbilical cord? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. So we cut the umbilical cord and... and well, cause she could tell you were staying up here. You were not moving from this spot. She was kind of like, do you want to touch the head? You're like, nope, no, no, nope, nope, I don't. Nope, my favorite part of you is being ruined. My favorite part of you. So we, we, we finally had the baby, which was freaking, 
it, it, it really felt this time like such a miracle. Yes. And, and yeah. such a, a blessing. And it just, it, it felt like, oh. You know what was cool well, this time is, I, I don't know if this is just this hospital, because it's a newer hospital, but um, they had the monitors on me. And instead of just hearing the heartbeat through the little machine, it's playing through speakers oh, yeah, in you're, the you're room. Hearing her, her so the whole time you hear this baby's time. heartbeat in the room. And as the baby is coming down the birth canal, like you feel yeah. the baby coming down and you are still hearing this heartbeat. The heartbeat. And, as, and, and they, the doctor was freaking out because they're like, oh, this girl, like she wants out. Like, the, your baby, like, wants out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, she's been with her for nine months, dude. She's like, hey, guy. But yeah. I didn't realize how awful and lethargic I had felt and had gotten until I had her. And then all of a sudden, and I'm sure part of that is, like, the high of the pregnancy hormones. But once she came out, I was just like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Well, the only, I mean, and, and there was a moment for you and I where I was like, see? I told you you weren't yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because you know, I just—you've been saying it had been so hard. It had been so hard, and I was like, I'm just were, a pregnant woman. Like, I'm just tired and pregnant. No, you were a yeah. miserable. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> like, dude. I mean, and, and it was weird for me because I know my wife and I know my partner and I know my teammate, and you were not a hundred percent you. Yeah. And it was hard on me. You know, and, and the only time that you would turn it on was for the podcast. So I would look forward. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, man, I get an hour of Renee. But it was really trippy because as soon as like as soon as she came out, you were like, I got things to do. Give me my tablet. Let's go. What are we going to do? And I'm like, hey, I know you. Welcome back. <laughs> um, but I, we'll continue to have that conversation. But I was I really want to talk about this. And and. I was so annoyed with the freaking um, policy to get us out. Oh, gosh. You were so antsy. And I was I like, was why bother? Like, because it's, it's all bullshit. All of it is to protect the hospital because there's a bunch of idiots in this world. And that's why it has to be done. And they're dummies. But you being and a grump I, about it no, doesn't I, solve I, anything. I literally went to the nurse and I go, what is stopping us from walking out of here? And she was like, well, nothing. Technically, you can leave whenever you want. We were waiting right? to be discharged, and you were waiting like to ready to get home. It, it is hard now with COVID and, that and the so sibling then, can't come to the well, hospital. No, no, no. So then Renee's doctor came in and said, I have discharged you. In the morning. You In the morning. You're good to go, right? But you have to see the the baby has to be seen by a pediatrician. Well, yes. And then the, the pediatrician comes in there. And she's like, oh, so it's a girl. All right, great. <laughs> like, later. Right? Yeah, so yeah. then she checks off on the baby being discharged. Now, don't get me wrong. They do do a blood test. It's a 24-hour blood test, right? After the baby's been alive for 24 After, hours, they test. Now, I was all about waiting for those results, right? I'm okay mm -hmm. with that because I want to be in the hospital if there's an issue. But if the blood results come back great, hey, let's go. So the blood results come back great, thank mm -hmm. God. And they go, okay, well, we're going to start the discharge process. And oh. that's when Steve lost his mind. Apparently no one can help yeah. you with that problem. <laughs> so, dude, she walks in and she has a stack of paperwork like this. And she is literally going through. She's going through it with me, and I have to initial and sign. Bullshit. And I'm waiting for Renee to go, look, I've had a child. I don't need this. Tell me where to sign so that They've we can They've all been leave. so sweet to me, those nurses. I don't want to be rude and snap at them. They oh can, they're God. already getting looks and huffs and puffs from you over but on the couch. I'm, I'm losing it, bro. Because they're, like, they're literally like, these are the signs of depression. And if you feel depressed... Here are the signs. You might experience blah, 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 blah. Now, if you start to feel these things, we have brought you a pamphlet that is going to help. Now, in this pamphlet, you're going to find, and I'm like, oh, sign it. Just sign it. You were losing And then she mind. was like, okay, so we've gone through that. Now, let's talk about uh, breastfeeding. Did the lactation specialist come in? And, and I'm just like, oh my God, dude, let's go. And then all of a sudden, it made me really sad because 
they go, you know, and we know that babies cry. So we're not going to shake our baby. Shaking our baby is not, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, like, and I mean this very sincerely on this podcast. If there's a situation where some 18-year-old girl is in there having a child, and her, maybe her mom's not there, right, or, or the, whoever knocked her up isn't there, or whatever the situation may be, maybe that little girl needs all this information, right? Maybe that little girl needs for the hospital to go, hey, here's where you can get help. But us? I'm like, let's go. Dude, an hour of bullshit paperwork. An hour. And I'm like, and then Renee, this one, oh, and then, and then Renee asked questions. And let me ask that question. I go, oh my, don't ask questions. I didn't like, raise my hand. You act like, I had a legit question, which is why probably they go through this stuff Oh with my you. God, dude, she goes, I have a question. I go, oh my, let, wait, <laughs> she might answer it. She might, she's going through, like she has to go through this script and it's all bullshit. It's all to make sure that the hospital goes, hey, we, we're not responsible for her shaking her baby. Like we told her. So it was a nightmare. You huffing and puffing in the corner did not help anything, So though. we finally get the baby home. Yes. And your big concern with Garrett and our experience with the breastfeeding was... Was uh, that I wouldn't produce you milk producing again. Milk. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was everyone's concern. It was your concern that this baby's not getting fed. It was my folks' concern because they were here with Garrett. Well, you know, and, and Garrett is our first baby. You know, Garrett's like, I mean, we're going to the, like, you know, the lactation specialist. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And Renee was just not able to produce milk. So we moved on. Yeah. And we, we ended up doing formula. So this one, our big concern was. The same are, thing happening. Are you going to produce? Yeah. Right. And as some of you can see from that camera angle, <laughs> um, we're doing pretty good on the production, but. Well, I, know, I mean, I don't know. It's a mess now. Tell her, tell everybody what's going on. I got so engorged when my milk came in, and then I had to go to the lactation consultant, and even she was like, uh, oh my God, <laughs> um, that's intense. And so um, we worked through it a little bit there, and then I was good for a few days, and she was eating, and she was getting the milk she needed, and I was making it, and it was good. And then I got mastitis. So I was like, if you're having to constantly well, no, focus explain. the camera, it's because I like, have the shape. No, you can't say, I mean, explain what, what, what is it called? Mastitis. Explain what that is. I mean, you got a bunch of people here who either have never had it, never had a baby. They're not medical people. It's when you have a clogged duct. So essentially you're producing quite a bit of milk um, and it gets clogged and it doesn't make it out. And then it causes an infection. So I, that happened to be this weekend, and I'm on antibiotics for it. So then what was it, uh, uh, two days ago? Was it two days ago? Oh no, yesterday. Was the hard day. Yeah, so yeah. We, yeah, I was a little, I'm, I'm still a little frustrated with your doctor for not saying, hey, I'm gonna put you on an antibiotic, and because you're on an antibiotic, that's gonna get into your breast milk, and that might affect the baby. No, they didn't tell us that. Right. They were prescribing me something. That and by the way, how come they didn't cover this in the hour and a half <laughs> that we spent? They, they might have, but she was rushing through it because she was getting nervous. Spent an hour and a half. And puffing in the corner. But you don't think the doctor would go, hey, if you're going to breastfeed, you're going to be on antibiotics. That might affect the baby. No, no, I know that. I mean, most women, that's like a given that antibiotics would affect the baby, but these particular antibiotics are supposed to be fine to continue to breastfeed. Because but they weren't. With this issue that with mastitis, you have to get the milk out. So it's either, it's like you have need to constantly feed the baby or pump it. Um, but Delilah had a reaction to the antibiotic. Yeah. So, so yesterday was Man, rough. poor girl yesterday. And then, and I, I was like, um, hey, I go, cause my clap, my, mixed martial arts classes from noon to one every day. Yeah. I'm like, hey, do you care if I go? And you were like, yeah, no, no, no problem, go. Then I come back and you're in the bed like. On the verge of a meltdown. Help me. And I'm like dressed as well. I'm like, I gotta take a shower. She's like, help me. You just wanted to talk to me about like, your class and how you got yeah. beat and you were so bummed about it. And I'm like, I don't care about your damn class. I don't class. like losing, like, I don't like losing. <laughs> and the guy that beat me is 120 pounds and I couldn't freaking beat him. Um, but um, thank God my stepmom uh, Sarah and dad showed up because your parents were here 
and then your your mom and they dad. They left yesterday morning when but, we really needed but help. By, yeah, but by the way, did I call it? Huh? Dude, your dad. I said it. Oh, my dad is so attached. Dude, every day he'd be like, uh, "Oh, well, you know, I could probably leave tomorrow. I mean, I could, you know, I could, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on tomorrow. You we know? don't have to leave tonight. We'll no, wait no, till the I'll morning. Start tomorrow, okay? And then, <laughs> no, I, I don't, so then, uh, uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go, and I got some things to do. Uh, uh, I'll be back, uh, dude. The, the, Rick. All the crap. I don't need her. I'll be at the bar drinking, bro. I'll be at the bar. I don't need her. Dude, this guy has, has literally been without her two days. Yeah. Two days. He forgot but, his tracksuit. He had to borrow your sweatpants because his tracksuit track wasn't washed. Oh, God. I love that guy. Um, <laughs> but I will say that, that we're very excited because your, your sister is going to be here on Sunday, Rebecca from Hawaii. Poor girl's been We out haven't there. seen her in over a year since she got married. Well, and you know, her husband is just got a promotion. He's, yeah. an, he's an officer in the Navy, so, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, man. And it, it's another reason that I love these veterans so very much, mm-hmm. is because they don't realize, people don't realize that Sean sacrifices as an officer in the Navy, but so does his wife. Yeah. You know, his wife, because she's married to him, has to sacrifice, too. So Rebecca's sure. had to sacrifice uh, tons. And, and even now, she's going to come home without her husband. Because yeah, because they're not allowed to Sean, leave Sean, because of Hawaii's quarantine rules are super strict. Right, and Sean, you know, he's the military. He volunteered to serve our country. And, and that's part, of the, part yeah. of the thing that he has to do. But um, right away, your dad was like, I'll be back Friday morning. When they left on Monday morning, he came, he sat next to me because I was feeding Delilah, and he, uh, he said, you know what, I think we're going to come back Friday morning. As long as your mom's done with her work, and then we'll he's be like, here early uh, on Friday. And then he goes, oh, she's crying because she misses my, my, my cologne. <laughs> hey, no, she misses my cologne. Dude, he wears that patchouli. It's the worst. It's the, <laughs> dude, and then we clean out the room so that my dad and Sarah can stay in that room, and my dad ended up, he, he comes downstairs, and Renee's like, why should Dad sleep on the couch? <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, I go, why sleep on the couch? I ain't sleeping up there. It smells like Dan Raymond. <laughs> no, this is Dad. I, I did. A, I did a Raymond impression for Dad. Here's Dad. Hell no, I'm not sleeping up there. Yeah, that's not Raymond. That smells like Dan Raymond. <laughs> so your dad has basically stunk everybody out of that room. Of the guest room. Like even my mom, everybody's just like, we I, we can't. Like it's we keep sm- a bottle of Febreze in that room. And even the Febreze still not cutting it. Doesn't doesn't take away the Daddy Raymond. I think I'm gonna have to buy one of those, like you know when you bomb your car when a car gets yes. detailed and they bomb the car because yeah, it's not. We're gonna so have bad. to bomb the damn room. <laughs> Because your dad, and then he goes, it's because Mika, my, my, my baby girl, she misses my, my patchouli. I'm like, no, dude, nobody misses that shit. Nobody. But you know what? His grandkids know exactly what he smells like. And that's no, actually it'll be that really smell. sweet. It'll be that, that's like. really sweet. You know, when my son is 40, he's going to walk by that smell and be like, oh, man, I miss my grandpa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it stinks. <laughs> Horribly. Horribly. I think, you know what, no, I wonder if patchouli oil is like, you know, some people have an aversion to cilantro and it's like a genetic thing. Like Maybe. people just, cilantro tastes different to them. I, don't know what I the wonder hell, if patchouli oil is like that because but it's like a it doesn't bother me, but like, you cannot handle your dad. it. But he hasn't always smelled like patchouli you, oil since I was little. It's like, I get a, the, it's like a recent thing. Um, but, but we're doing good. We're... We're happy to be home. You're doing good. I honestly, I feel like, imagine if this if, mastitis thing is so painful. It's like having the flu because you get the chills. Oh, dude, this is what she told me today. She was, imagine having the flu. And I said, and your balls are engorged because you've just had surgery and they didn't give you the good drugs. Okay, first of all, my balls are engorged because you haven't touched me in several months. <laughs> it's called blue balls, honey. That's what it's called. <laughs> Um, no, no it's, like, it's like the worst flu you've ever had. And then I feel like I got a boob job or something and they didn't give me pain meds. No, like, well, no, and, and, and I'll, I guess I'll take it back. But you have been amazing. You've been super mom. You're, you're really enjoying, you did not enjoy the pregnancy, but you're enjoying having a newborn, right? Yeah, I, tr- and, I really did try to enjoy the pregnancy. I just, I don't think I'm, no, good, no, but I'm you, not a good pregnant woman. No, you've been freaking amazing. The only thing that's holding you back right now is this engorgement of your... Well, no, it's the shivers. Like every, you know, when the pain med, when the 
the medicine starts to wear off, I start to shake again and Well, and feel I, mean, I think the transition's been great. I mean, Garrett is becoming an amazing big brother. Oh, so and good. He was so excited when we came home from the hospital. I was, was not, I wasn't expecting that. And he no, was so, Garrett's, so he came running down the stairs. He, she was, we had her here in her car seat on the Garrett's counter amazing. and he jumped up. And Garrett's amazing. And, and you know, we, we were, you're such a tough girl. You, we were actually talking about filming last week. Literally the week that you had come home with the baby, we were talking about, should we do it? Should we not do it? Well, you, you were, I was like, no, I need to. I need, even though I'm just sitting it, I need well, to and, sit and, it and I think that people understand, you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I mean, you look amazing. Because <laughs> I mean, Marisol did my makeup this morning. Well, Thank no, you, Well, no, in general, I mean, you've been, other than the fact that you're dealing with the uh, chichis. Yeah. Um, this is for sure the first time I've blow dried my hair. And this was like a process. I, we, I fed her at 6 a.m. and then took a hot shower so that I could go pump. And well, then and my it, hair dried it, for a few hours, always, hair dried. And then I fed her again, and then I blow dried my hair. But it always, it's like a process. It always cracks me up when I hear, like, young couples, you know. We've been through so much. I'm like, stop. You have no idea what you're about to see with your spouse. You know, like, going through the pregnancy process. Like, you haven't even had a kid yet. You know what I do you have know? to say, though, is you, as much as you complained about me being pregnant, uh, once I had the baby, you were like, I was doing everything. You were. You were like, I was doing everything. And I realized you do a lot more than I thought you did. I don't know if I said that. Let's not, <laughs> you uh, did. Let's not you put did. that You're on like, the record. I thought, I thought you didn't do anything. You actually do a lot, turns out. <laughs> well, no, it's hard to call the cleaning ladies. And it's not easy to order food. And it's not <laughs> but, you know, but that was the bummer of it all, is that you are my partner. You are my teammate. We've gotten into a... a a system, if you will, right? Sure. Of, you know, what you do. And then I felt bad because, you know, your mom, when she was here, I was helping out. But I don't think she, she I don't think she knew the dishes thing with me. Oh, the dishes thing. So I, I heard that conversation from the bedroom. So, My mom probably thought you were full of bullshit. Maybe, but <laughs> I felt bad because, you know, I do, I would clean everything up and I would, I would put food and you know leftovers in the fridge, and I would wipe down my counter the way I like it, and I would vacuum and mm -hmm. you know do everything. But then I wouldn't do the dishes, and your mom would be there, and I think every once in a while she'd just kind of look at me like, "Well, I guess I'm doing the dishes again, right?" <laughs> um, but what, she, what they don't know is because because I've had back surgery. Yes. Leaning over the the sink wrecks me, like it, dude. It like destroys my back, and it, it's something about that. The you know you don't talk about Rick like. It's that, it's this lean. Uh-oh, hold on, my microphone. Um, that, that wrecks my back and, and it'll, it'll literally ruin my whole day. You know what though, I have a novel idea. We have a dishwasher, y'all. You just rinse them and put them in and they you come don't. out clean. No, see, no. It's like the laundry, your whole joke. You no. just put it in and then you no. switch it and you push the button. The dishwasher Captain works Evil the is same wrong way. again. Honey, the dishwasher is not a dishwasher. It is a disinfectant. You do not wash dishes in the dishwasher. Yes, but you if you wash rinse them, them before you, the food gets crusty, you wash all you have to do is put it in the dishwasher. And you rinse them, and then you put them in the dishwasher. You don't put them really in the dishwasher. Are we really having an argument about yes, the dishes because, in this episode of the Because podcast. I'm trying to explain to people think, oh, you didn't wash the stuff off the forks. You're supposed to wash the stuff off the forks. That is to sterilize and clean off. Sure. Sure, but it's very easy to just. I'm trying to help you, quick. girly. Real quick. Um, and then, oh, dude, then they came and picked up my Camaro. Oh, yes. Like, th there was a part of me that was like, ooh, I want to show Aztec Chevrolet that we can sell cars, but not mine. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I get a phone call from Aztec Chevrolet and they're like, hey, we need that car, we sold it. I'm like, what? You're not supposed to sell it? So then they go, well, what else do you want to drive? And, and because you had been complaining about the um, The practicality Camaro. <clears throat> of a Camaro with a new family of four, two car seats. So yes. then I go, well, send me the, the Tahoe, right? I wanna, I want, I'll drive the Tahoe around. They bring the Tahoe, it's already sold. Like I, dude, I'm dr the guy that's doing the landscape here at my house, and he goes, hey man, me and my wife are buying uh, an Escalade. And he goes, can I check out that, that uh, high country? The, I go, yeah. Oh, um, 
Can I take it home for a day my, so my wife can see it? I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. He comes back and like, oh, we're going to take it. I'm like, well, dude, how did I become a car? First of all, I'm a car salesman now. But, and then your mom was like, oh, I, I'm going to buy one just like that one. So I literally sold three cars for Aztec Chevrolet. It is a beautiful car. It's beautiful. It's like it's really pretty champagne color. It's beautiful. And, and, but I kind of like, you know, me, especially in our neighborhood, it's all families yeah. right, about our age, right? Um, and, and older. Yeah. It's either old people or yes. people our age. Uh, in our neighborhood. I, I should have known. Like the Camaro, nobody was asking like, hey, can I check out the Camaro <laughs> in this neighborhood? I bring the freaking Tahoe and our neighbors are like, hey, let me, uh, <laughs> let me check out that family truckster you got there. Um, so I just want to thank Aztec Chevrolet um, for always being a sponsor. And, and I and, didn't know because you just called me and you were like, they're coming to pick up the Camaro. And then you were oh like, my can God, you wash dude. it? You were like, I'm really embarrassed to come pick it up and it's dirty. I was like at the lactation specialist. I'm trying to juggle feeding a newborn. And he's like, can you go wash the car? Nobody. No, no, no. Nobody is asking her to get out there in a bikini and a <laughs> well, freaking bucket and a sponge. <laughs> We have a membership at Major League Car Wash. All you had to do is drive through it. Drive, I, go, I go, can you please drive through Major League? Oh, I don't have time for that. And I'm like. No, when you're juggling a newborn schedule and your breast, at the time I was like only breastfeeding. I wasn't. But then I'm like, well, your mom's models. here too. Like your mom came to help. Can she help? I, I don't, I'm not going to have time to drive through. So whoever bought the Camaro, and it's a little dirty, you can blame No, they had to drive it back to Aztec Chevy and I'm sure it got covered in bugs on the drive home. So they had, of course they had to wash it. We are finally home uh, with our new baby girl. Yes. And um, it, it has been a little trippy for me, like all the pink, dude, everything's freaking pink. The unicorn and, stuff and the well, and, and, fluffy and teddy it's, bears. It's been a real bummer because, you know, my sisters, Lisa saw the baby. Yeah. Video chat. Yeah. Well, Lisa, you know, my sister Lisa is just amazing with kids and, and she's been video chatting like crazy. But also, no offense, Lisa. It's like we got to hold the phone to it. <laughs> and then she's like, Tia Lisa's here. Tia Lisa. And I'm like, call me back when she's awake. And I'm like, well, when she's awake, I don't have the phone to hold the phone. <laughs> she's only awake for 45 minutes. Um, but it, but with, with COVID, it's a bummer that not everybody can come and see the baby. So well, we're just having my, to sort of schedule it. Well, and then my sister out. Victoria was going to come because um, me and my sister are very close, but there was an exposure at her school or something. Gary, come here. You want to say hello? Not yet. <laughs> You're getting a snack. What are you getting? Oh. Probably goldfish, dad. Um, You've embarrassed him. So it's, it's, it's been a little bit of a, a bummer that because of COVID, and then you feel bad, right? And then you feel bad like, oh my God, are we not, you know, we, we want to well, make sure that tricky. everybody How do you knows. you navigate it? We, we you know, love everyone and we want everyone to get a chance to meet the baby, but we obviously want to be very careful. And it also is, things have kind of flared up here in the last couple of weeks too. So it's just... And she was so tiny when she was born. And oh my lost gosh, that's what trips me out too, man. After the hospital, so not only all the pink stuff, but all just she's like tiny. itty bitty, man, tiny. like tiny. But long, long fingers and long, long toes. When we were doing her pictures this morning, um, Sally from Country Grace Photography had her all swaddled and just her little toes and feet sticking out. It was really cute. Dude, that tripped me out when Sally told me that people fly in from all over the country. To shoot with her. To shoot with her. Because yeah. she does these really cool, like... Um, cookies with Santa. Cookies with Santa. These really great pictures. And, and we went there today. That's where we took our, our yeah. photos. You know me, man. I'm like, dude, I'm a professional. Get me the fuck <laughs> no, out of here. It has nothing to do with professional. Like, Sally is the professional. Because no. I totally prepped her. I said, Steve, no. we'll give you 10, 15 minutes max. But and they're then solid he 15. In, he turns into Bro, a pumpkin. I show up and I'm like... So she played. I know all the poses, way. right? I'm like, you snap away. I'll give you all the and, and, and then look at the baby and then look at Renee. Act like I love her. Like, give Renee a kiss. Like, I, dude, I know all the poses, 
right? So I'm like, here you go. Let's go. You pull the trigger. I'm gonna get these pictures for you and we let's go. We went in two separate cars. She shot any picture she needed with Steven at first and then she shot whatever she needed with Garrett and we sent them on their merry way so we could do Delilah's photos. Um, but we are, um, we are in that phase right now where we're trying to get into a rhythm. We're trying That's to figure out. That's the other part that makes it hard with visitors and stuff too is I am very much, or I was until I got mastitis, but um, very much trying to get into a rhythm and you just want to be comfortable in your own house to have your boobs out and I don't want to be feel like I'm stuck in the room all the time. I want to be able to come out in the living room, especially with Garrett, like when you're breastfeeding and you're hiding out in your bedroom, I feel like I'm missing out on things with Garrett. Well, Garrett's like, Garrett, dude, he's such oh, a little dude, man. Curious. He's like, what's up? Oh, what's going on in that blanket? Where were you? <laughs> you had a show, you were gone. Maybe you were in El Paso. I felt so bad. I was pumping and I've asked for privacy and he's supposed to be getting in the shower and I don't hear the water running, so I go to check on him. Kid got whapped in the head with the doorknob because he was peeking through the cracks in the door. <laughs> and then, oh, I did El Paso since then, you know. You did. Uh, I was like, Another hot spot, that was scary too. That was so sad, dude. Like, man, I tell people, it, it, it's, it's been such a rough year, man, for me mentally and, and you know, having three months off and then I was so excited to get back on stage. The world's opening up again. You know, let's go back on stage, let's perform. I don't care if I don't get to meet and greet. I don't care if I don't have people in the green room. I just wanna be on stage. But now that's taking a toll on me of, I mean, you know, the comic strip, for example. Dude, I'm literally, oh, then they did a curfew at nine o'clock. So. Oh, that was San Antonio. All your shows had to get moved up. San Antonio and El Paso. So now it's Friday night and I'm in my hotel room in El Paso by nine o'clock. And I'm just sitting there. And I, I'm you not, took every game console we had in this house. Garrett's Switch, I'm like, the, an Xbox, the But you VR know, it, it's, it sucks because, you know, at, at Bart Reed's comic strip, out the back door is an alley. So because of COVID, I sit in the car. Timmy comes and knocks on the window. I get out of the car. Friday night I only had one show at 5.30. It was at 5.30? 5.30. Oh, that's so hard. So I get out of the car. Timmy knocks on the window. I get out of the car. Al's bringing me on stage. I walk on stage. I walk off, back in my car, back to the hotel. And I had just had a baby. You know, and, and, and I was so upset. And I, and I get so worked up, and I, I don't think people understand. You get so worked up? No, people don't believe it. No, I, I take everything so personally. And I care about every single fan. Yeah. I, every one of them. I care about every one of them. So I get this comment from a, a fan saying, oh my God, this is disgusting. You just had a baby. Why aren't you taking the week off? It's COVID anyway, and, and it, 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 I was so hurt by it because people don't understand. How hard it is for you to leave your family? How hard it is to leave my family. The fact that I'm lucky to have a job. Yeah. We are, we are 60 to 70%. That's gonna make me cry because people just don't know. We're 70% down income this year. And I am trying my hardest to keep all my employees. I'm trying my hardest to make sure that the people that work for us continue to work. Yeah. To make sure that there's bills. And you don't being work paid. a regular nine to five, so we don't know what each paycheck is going to be like from week to week. It's not like we can you know, and, plan and, that out. Well, that and, and I got to work when I can because what if another shutdown comes? Yep. There's no PPP loan for me coming, there's no help coming for me. Yeah. I have to work when I can work. And yes, did it break my heart to leave my child? Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. You know, do I want to perform in El Paso where, where it's, it's going up and there's a curfew and a limit to how many people can be in there? No, all of it sucks. But I was also lucky enough to be raised by a dad that used to say, hey, men got to work and you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to go and work when I can, you know, so it really hurt my feelings that, 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 you know, this girl kind of attacked me 
you know, questioning my morals, you know, oh, you know, are, are you, you know, I'm like, hey, and, and that's another thing. Are you at home not getting a paycheck? Are you losing your small business? Are you employing other people? You got to look at people's individual circumstances. And or just be understanding that everyone's circumstances are different. They're different. Right? Everyone just be saying different. this is an unprecedented time and there is no... Let me get some water. There is no etiquette or guidebook happening doing good. here. I'm going to get some water. Keep talking. I hate when he does that. He always says, let me lead, follow my lead. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk about anything. I'll just talk about what you talk about. And then you leave me on here and I don't have anything to say. No, we know. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Go ahead, Renee. No, I finally stopped. I finally stopped shaking them. Meds kicked in. We started the podcast, oh. and I was like trying um, to hold it together. But you know what? Look, I, I you know it, it really hurt my feelings, and I and I think that at a, at a time like this, with the circumstances like this, that you know, and again, not a political statement, right? Not right. a political statement. We have to think about everyone. We have to think about that small business owner. We got to think about that person who, who their dream was to open a hair salon and have their own hair salon. Yeah. And now we, we, we have to think about that person. We have to think about the fact that, you know, suicide, mental health is through the roof, you know? So it, it's just been a scary year and, and I want people to know that I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. And that we can, you know, we're trying to be safe. We're trying, you know, Randy and I, Randy Rogers and I are doing a show tomorrow night. It's outdoors. It's socially distanced. It's a Christmas show. I'm going to do comedy. We're going to do giveaways for veterans because you know me, I'm always going to find a way to do something yeah. for the veterans. We're going to do veteran giveaways and, and provide people with hopefully a little comic relief and a little live music, you know, yeah. but, but it was, it was frustrating and it was hard. Um, for me to leave my daughter. However, and, and there's Rick on the, on the computer here, and I have two other men in here. You don't have kids though, right? One on the way. Woo! We did know! Congratulations, my Thank friend. You. You. And here he is at work, exposing himself to the Trevinos. <laughs> Doing what he's gotta do. But, you know, when you have kids, you're gonna learn that that first month is not dad territory. Like that first two months is all. Do whatever mom says. Yes, do whatever mom says, but <laughs> Renee, like, Renee just inherently is better at that first. I mean, there's nothing. I like, don't know if that's true. Bro, and she. and, and I think that's you, that's you trying to buy your way no, out. No, no. I'm a brute, right? I'm a, I'm a very aggressive guy. And, and, I, and she's so tiny, and right? You feel like you're gonna break them, and you're just sitting there with this tiny baby. And the first month, dude, it is, what's the, what's the schedule? Um, she feeds every two to three hours. So you change them when they wake up. You f if they stay awake for a little bit, you feed them, and hopefully they play for a little bit. And then they, they do, go they back to sleep. Play. And then, not play, but like look around, open their Bro, eyes. Bro, she opens her eyes and just kind of like. She's following things. And then she's back asleep. There's, as a dad, there's nothing much you can do but love your newborn. That's the only thing you can do is love, love that. Is it a boy or girl? No, you can girl. do. Girl. Oh, you can love do them. tummy time with her when they're real young. You just put them on their tummy but and just kind of pat them, their like back and watch them. It's like, right, Rick? It's like walking around with a live football. Sit with them naked in the sun and on the And then when that porch. football starts to cry, you're like, uh, here, honey, uh, the football's crying. Uh, give it back to me when it's not crying anymore. <laughs> and then they bring it back. Um, That's so the grandpas. The grandpas are like, oh, she's crying. Here you go. But, but for me, like, it, you know, it's not till like month two, three, where they start getting a little little heavier and you can like little, hold them up and you can play. Dude, her little neck is like, like hey, I do whatever I want, guy. Like, and it's, it's, it's scary. But, but I would say month three for the dad, it gets better because they start kind of moving around a little bit. They're a little stronger. 
you can hang out a little more. But uh, this first I just, month, I just remember with Garrett at his first birthday, you being like, you telling other people, oh, it gets so much easier once they turn one, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's still really hard. <coughs> Not for me. It was easy. <laughs> Bro, I, I like to make them laugh. Like, my job is to make them laugh, tickle them, play with them, right? And then as soon as they poop, I'm like, hey. I feel like yeah. 18 months when hey. they start to use words or Garrett did a little bit of sign language because he would get real frustrated he couldn't communicate. And that's when it started to get easier. It was cool, man. It's, it's, you're going to love every second of it. But I, I would say, and I think the other two men that have kids would say, that first month, that's all mommy's department. Rick, wouldn't you agree? Right. Here, Mom. G and Gigi's got three boys at home, y'all. God bless Gigi. Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, Rick's not no dummy. He married a Cuban, so uh, Rick better do what she says. Oye, coño, brother. But, but it, it, it has been, um, I, I feel a sense of relief. For sure. That now that we have our baby arms. home. Absolutely, for sure. You know, it's, it's, uh, I will say the second one is not mentally, like I feel like with Garrett, because we were new parents. Yeah. Like, like now, now I put her down at night and if I'm not listening to her, I'm like, ah, she's alive. Like <laughs> Garrett, Garrett would get quiet and I'd be like, is, 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 he, is he still alive? Like, did we kill this baby? Like, dude, I didn't sleep a week because as soon as Garrett would go down, I'd just stare at him. He was actually on your side of the bed most of the time. Wasn't I would take he? a would, like, take a little mirror, put on his nose. Like, okay, yeah. he's he's alive. But this one, I'm like, nah, she's alive. It's it's really hard to kill babies. They, yeah, they, they cry. They'll let you know what's up. Uh, but I will say that I had I have never uh, dropped a baby. Um, Renee has. No, that's <laughs> not true. Dude, Garrett rolled off the bed in El Paso, dude. That's not oh, true. I, yeah. you he wasn't a baby. He wasn't a baby, though. He wasn't a baby in San <laughs> he Francisco. Was big. He was already bigger. This one, baby, on the bed. Boop, boop. And I'm like, dude. Remember that? Yeah. And then, so, dude, then I've got him in the stroller and we're hauling ass around San Francisco. Well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't strap him into the stroller. All right, so that's a little lesson for you. Strap your kid into the stroller. Uh, and we're walking on the sidewalks of San Francisco. Did I hit the curb? <laughs> he just flies out face plant, dude. And oh, just starts screaming, of course. And in San Francisco, the sidewalks are packed. There's people dude, everywhere. all the people were just looking at us. And I just threw him. I'm like, he's fine. Our baby's fine. And I just rolled off. It was the worst, dude. Oh. oh my God, but in El Paso, he went rolling off the bed and Renee was like, oh my God. I'm like, you don't think maybe, you know our kids are athletic and strong. <laughs> I didn't realize um, you were already at that phase. But we, uh, we've had uh, quite a couple weeks. I finished the landscaping, Yes. finally. Um, for all the listeners, we finally got Delilah's room finished. Well, there's like some little touches that are not quite, I haven't styled her shelves, but other than that. Dude, her, this dresser comes in, finally. Which by the way, I would have counted that as not another week. What do you mean? It smelled like glue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dresser arrived after Delilah did, but even when the dresser got here, it smelled so bad. Um, it's like a bone inlay, so it's I guess like it's glue. It's like a custom bone inlay from India. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's piece a of It's a great furniture. piece of furniture, but it's it smelled like... Um, glue, right? Or gasoline. Like I gas. thought the, the landscape like, guys like, helped Steve carry it up the like stairs. Like paint thinner. And that, I thought that's what it, it was it, them. It, it, it smelled like, literally smelled like paint thinner. And we had to open the windows in there, and we had to put a fan in there, because, I mean, the whole, For a week, the whole upstairs smelt... Yeah. My mom like, was like, you should write an Etsy review and let people know. Get them, Renee. Get them. Be prepared that your dresser is going to smell um, like. But this Friday, um, I will be in Corpus Christi. I'm going to be helping um, catcher for the Texas Rangers, Jose Trevino, um, do a toy drive and yeah. raise, raise money. Both shows are sold out. Um, tonight is me and Randy. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, man, we, I was supposed to be in Chicago. 
for um, at the Schomburg Improv mm -hmm. for New Year's. We're going to bring in the New Year's there, but yeah. they're not opening. Uh, that was cool. So I did a private gig in, in Alice, Texas for a doctor. Yes. Uh, Dr. Cantu is his name. Great staff. And it was cool because when we got there, we did rapid COVID tests. Part of your contract was that you had to be tested before you performed. But, so that was cool because I knew that everybody had been tested. So mm -hmm. afterwards, I took pictures with people, oh. which I hadn't done, you know, in forever. Yeah. You know, but it was cool to be able to um, interact with people, again. to interact with people and hang out and take pictures. And but then, of course, I'm worried because I'm like, oh, they're going to post these pictures of us without masks. And, people and then are people are going to be like, oh, my God, no, for sure. are you one of those? And it's like, for no, sure. dude, we all took a test, yeah. you know. Um, but I will, I will I'll tell the story and then we'll, we'll let everybody go. So I'm 18 years old. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I get a job at the radio station in Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, which, by the way, big shout out to Barbie Leo. Barbie and I w started working at 18 years old at this radio station together, and now she's just done amazing things yeah. in Corpus Christi. So I, I love you, Barbie. Um, but Barbie was working there, and, and you know I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to be in radio, or you know I knew I wanted to do stand up, but the closest thing to Hollywood, in my opinion, in Corpus Christi was a radio DJ being on the radio, right? Well, there was, a fa there was kind of a, a local famous guy that was on the radio there. Mm -hmm. And he was a stand-up comedian, right? And, I mean, at that time, I mean, the guy was hot, right? Especially in Corpus. Yeah. And he ends up getting the host job for a show called Que Locos. And... I, he's doing a show, and I'm, I'm like, hey, man, I do stand-up. I'd like to do stand-up on your show, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, you know, you want to open, you can open, right? Yeah. So and it was like at the Yellow Rose, like way back in the day. I'm like 18. So I get to open for him, and then I'm, I'm really excited because I thought I did really well, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, he's hosting Get Locals, right, which was on TV at the time. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask him if what he thought, right? So we get to work that morning, and he's like, hey, dude, let me talk to you, bro. Right? And I'm like, oh, he's going to talk about my show. And I'm like, hey, man, I, you know, thanks for letting me open. And, and what do you think, man? I, you know, can I be on Que Locos? And he goes, uh, you know what, dude? You need to quit. He goes, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Those guys are talented, man. You don't have any talent. Bro, he's like, like destroying me. I'm 18 years old. He's a grown man. He's destroying me. And he's like, I'm going to do you the favor and tell you right now, you're not going to make it, dude. You need to quit, right? And I was devastated. I mean, completely devastated. Well, all of a sudden, here we are, years later, and uh, he is my opening act at this Christmas party. <laughs> and of course, I'm not going to, you know, look, man, the biggest thing in my life that has helped me continue to move forward is forgiveness. That's the biggest thing. I tell people all the time, in life, if you can forgive, it'll help you move on, right? So I mean, I've forgiven this guy a million years ago, you know. So he comes up to me after his set, and he's like, Hey, dude, you know, if you need an opening act, bro, I'm happy to open for you, man. You know, just let me know, you know. And I was like, all right, man. Like, you know, no problem. But, it, you know, it's funny how things, you know. But it, there's also the, you know, for me especially. Yeah. I've heard no so much in my life. Yeah. I've heard people tell me that I wasn't going to amount to anything, that I'd probably be in prison, that, you know, and all of that gave me fire and drive and made me so i don't know you know it, yeah it, it was that part of the fire was that part of the drive was that part of the i'm gonna prove you wrong did i need that i don't know yeah you know i personally will never do that to anybody trying you know you know that i get yeah. hit up all the time hundreds of times for daily of comics can you check out my video i want to open for you you know, give me a critique, and I would never tell those, any of them. Yeah. You're not gonna make it, you're not talented. 
I tell them the same thing. Hey, man, keep it up. Get on stage. You know, maybe one day we'll get to work work together, right? But I would never tell somebody, especially a kid. Well, you just never know how impressionable you know. people are. Right, you know, but I just, I'll never forget that moment. And it was just really funny to me that here we are 20 years later and he's begging to open for me. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was funny. And, and but you're I, both still doing comedy too. Well, and, and he stayed. So I'm, I'm on stage and he's sitting in the back watching me. I still give it up to him. You know, I go, hey, man, give it up. You know, the guy's a legend. He's been around forever. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, I, I'm not bitter. I'm not mad about it, right? I, yeah. I just, I, you know, but it was just funny to me that I will never forget that, that moment, moment, you know, yeah. which is funny because uh, Miss Dora sees him all the time, my mom. Uh -huh. I thought, hey, you know what? I hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> I know what he did. I know what he did to you. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it, man. I'm good, you know? Um, but it was just, it was just one of those things where I'll never forget it. Yeah. It did hurt me, right? It did make me think to myself, you know, do I even belong? Continue to pursue this. Yeah, do I even continue to, to pursue this, you know? And it, it just, it, you know, it, to me, it's a, a learning moment as well and it helped me in my future to go i'm not going to be that guy yeah you know so uh just wrapping it up you look fabulous thank you i know money social should come over every morning we don't have that kind of budget <laughs> all right uh, thank you guys for the well time. and that was another thing so you know with the tahoe i put james in touch with our guy at uh, trevino at, at aztec chevrolet and James lives out here in New Braunfels. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, so now James is asking for a specific Suburban. They're going to find it for him. Yeah. He doesn't have to go out and shop everywhere. They're going to find it. They're going to do the paperwork. They're going to deliver it to him. So, uh -huh. you know, it's awesome that, that they're seeing that these guys, you know, they, they treat you great, you yeah. know. So with that being said, do you have anything else? No. It's time for me to go pump. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that is like, uh, that's another thing. Like, I don't know how she does it. All you hear is. Okay. okay. Get ready, bro. You're going to see some things. <laughs> you should be terrified. Bro, there's going to be some. Th and, and here's my advice for you in the delivery room. Stay north of the border. Do, do not go south. I know some friends that are like, oh, dude, I was right in there, bro. And I'm like, no, no, that's, that's the favorite part of my wife's body. And I, I just want to remember it the way, the way that it was, the way it was when I met her. <laughs> oh, all right. I love you, baby. You look fantastic. I'm so proud of you. You're, you, you really stepped it up. You're mom of the year. Um, but that's it for us. Uh, the Steve and Captain Evil podcast. I, I uh, hope you enjoyed this one um, because it, this one was a little more, I don't know, it's just different, right? Yeah. It was, but it was good. We're, get, we're getting back into the groove because we took a week off. Oh, and, uh, you know, Renee doesn't, I, I forgot to bring this up. So Renee and I kind of have You said this, Renee doesn't, and I was like, oh, no, no, what's he about to say? No. Let's just wrap it up. Cut the cameras, guys. Renee's afraid to ask, so... I'm Renee, to ask for what? Well, no, Renee and I have this plan because Renee wants to get into the best shape of her life. Because after... Steve told me if I got abs, he would take me to Croatia. That's what I told her. I said, hey, you get abs, you're going to Croatia. People don't know, dude. In my... And that's what those fat melting machines are for. I have a, I have a cardboard cutout of her in, the, in, the, in their closet, and if she can't walk through it, then I divorce her. <laughs> That's the deal. No, uh, all joking aside, um, we are looking for somebody that would like to partner with us, preferably local, yeah. San Antonio, Austin, New Braunfels area, to work with Renee as a personal trainer to help Renee get back in the best shape of her life. Because... Yeah. That's kind of your goal. Although I feel like you're really more excited about this idea than I am. I'm like, baby look, steps. Look, I'll be, one day I'll be honest with you. I, I, I really wish your sister didn't live in Hawaii. In oh, Hawaii uh, yeah. Because Rebecca, your she sister, knows how to do it. not only is she a, a, a PT, um, physical therapist, yeah. she's also in amazing 
shape. Yeah. So Rebecca Smith on on Instagram is Renee's sister. She like competes, and I mean the girl does all the meal prep. Yeah, she's uh, she looks fantastic. So we are looking for somebody who. So DM not me. DM Renee. I don't want to deal with it. Deal with Renee. Um, he just wants me to have abs. No. Do you not want to do this or not? No. It would it would be great. Yes. It would okay. be great. So if somebody would like to partner up with uh, the beautiful Renee, um, I think it would be cool. So I do got to go. I got a bunch of stuff going on today. Um, I'm probably going to go work out or something, and you're going to take care of the baby. Uh, as always, Steve and Captain Evil, the originals.